Hi, I'm a Ross. And I'm a Wizzy. Boy, gee willikers, I sure do love My Little Pony. It's okay, in the written form. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you didn't like reading. I think reading is a sin. Wizzy, surely you can't be serious. No, seriously. I believe reading is an act against God. No, I mean about My Little Pony. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. My Little Pony is fine and all. But there's just so many other things I could be doing. Name one thing you could be doing. Reading. Okay, well, name five more things you could be doing. Eating. Sleeping. Drinking. Not watching My Little Pony. Exercising. Okay, well, name eight more things. Socializing. Playing with my Legos. Contacting the dead. Celebrating President's Day. Establishing a colony on Mars. Baking. Being gay. Reading My Little Pony fanfiction. Wait, what? Ross and Wizzy's Fan Fiction Power Hour, every week on wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Uh, I am just a little chemical. Um, looking forward to you guys hearing this week's episode. The first time I'm able to actually do a comic analysis of a story. It's something I really wanted to do when I started the podcast up September of last year. It'll be a year what next week or in two weeks or whatever i'm super excited about that so you guys hear me and nico going back and forth we have not come up with a date to do a number two but we will try to get one out once a month but this is your monday show this is a show that i am excited i'm always excited to record but i'm super super excited to record this episode it happened we're gonna get right to it I remember when I first heard the rumor or read the rumor that Punk was coming back to wrestling. This just felt different. I remember I spoke to Figure Four Photos, friend of the show, been on the show. We'll love to have him on again soon. We're going to have him on again soon. Um, and I told him, I said, hey, man, this is real. He said, nah, this is this is a, a unicorn. This is a mythical thing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, nah, man, this feels different. Like, every other time, I remember, I, mean, I remember vividly saying on Why Repent, I'm going to do it again. The previous podcast, for those other who don't know there are new listeners that I had, I always shot down these things. Always. Because I always said, look here, he seems happier not wrestling. And I'm all for people being happy and doing whatever it is they want to do. You know? And I was like, nah, man, something feels different about this. And it was one report I read. That was it. It wasn't like I was sitting there reading like 10 different reports or whatever. I read one report, and I said, this just feels, it feels different, but also felt like the right time. It felt like All Elite had gained enough momentum on their own. I think that is why I believed it was real. Because when you look, yeah, you see others, you see Impact, they're still going, and all those other things, but All Elite wasn't going anywhere. And All Elite, and you know what? You know I, you know, I think I truly believed it? Cause, because AEW was kicking NXT's butt. The entire time they had been doing shows on Wednesdays. And I was like, I had to show something to CM Punk that there was an actual alternative in this country. Because he could have gone to New Japan. He could have gone to ROA. He could have done all these things. But he know. and Triple H said this in a promo one time to uh, to Punk. You can drop a pop bomb. You can drop a pipe bomb. But if it's a pipe bomb in an empty forest, no one's going to be affected by it. And to me, I think that is, yeah, and he said he was negotiating, Punk said this for over a year and a half. He had to, because AEW, you, you, they, they come out, they're hot, then we have the pandemic, and then you see that they, they don't lose momentum. 
in the middle of the pandemic last August. As I'm recording this, this is a year officially that they've had their own action figures, right? They're coming out with their own video game next year. That video game is going to be, by the way, WWE 2K22 will be out March of next year. They promoted it during SummerSlam. I'm not going to buy any more 2K games because they just lost my faith. They, they truly have lost my faith. Not WWE, but WWE 2K. Well, I guess it's one and the same, right? But can you imagine how loaded that card's going to be or that roster's going to be? You're going to have people like Pac, Punk, air quotes, Brian Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Nero, Proud and Powerful, Sammy Guevara, Lucha Brothers, Darby Allen, John Moxley, Cody, The Bucks, Omega, Hangman, Britt Baker. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm definitely buying that. And um, and so, anyways, to me, it just felt like the right time. They had gotten the right amount of momentum. People want to be there. And more importantly, they want people there, you know? And so, that's why I read that one report. I said, man, this is real. And I said to him, I said, no, this is real. This is not a unicorn. I said, I'm the first person to shoot anything like this down. This is real. He was like, I don't know. I got to believe to see it. And I remember, like, as things started building, things started building. I think I sent him another article like two weeks later or like a week later or whatever. He was like, then he started to believe himself. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, it's just something different about this. It just, it was the right time. And boy, oh boy, did Tony Khan book the perfect debut or a perfect re-debut or a perfect welcome back, whatever you want to call it. That place was wild. That place, love punk, and I don't care what anyone says, no one's universally liked. It's all subjective. But man, people did miss him. And the fact that he left the way he left, and once again, no one could fully understand his boots, unless you have worked a job and like that, and or just worked a job in general, and you felt underappreciated, and you left, and all this other stuff, and like, we can never know what he went through, especially... Having saying nothing for months, getting married, then saying something, then being sued for saying something, and then having uh, your best friend or one of your best friends in the world, and you have a blow up. And someone asked me, they said, "Do you think those two had a meeting of the minds, Colt Cabana and Punk?" I, I think once it was real that Punk was coming in, I think Tony Khan probably went to both of them and said, hey, "And I don't know, it's none of my business." But if you guys would like to mend fences, you guys can mend fences. I, I can do it in private. The same way Jr. contacted Stone Cold after he walked down, said, "Hey, I, if I can get you in the room with the old man, will you do it?" And they had a private conversation and blah blah blah. I think they've already talked. I think they've already hashed it out. I think whatever needs to be, whether they're best friends or not, that's none of our business, you know. Um, however, I can see that I don't think that's I don't think that's a big deal. It, one, he was happy to be back. The fans were going crazy. And I didn't know this because I don't actually have a Twitter. And I don't follow Twitter people. Um, but the, the CM Punk... When I saw that CM Punk fan crying, I loved that. I loved every fucking second of that. Because even though I wasn't crying, like... And I told you guys about my completely dry meeting with Punk at C2E2 last year. It, for me, it was still a great thrill. I had the picture with my screensaver until I met Brent, Brett Baker and... Um, uh, and now that's my new screensaver, but I, it was a throw for me, no doubt. You know, I was a huge CM Punk, like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, 
helped me change my perception of wrestling to enjoy and i've been wrestling my entire family my entire life but until i started following them in their roh days and then through their nxt or more ecw days for the punk i didn't i realized i couldn't enjoy these these guys and i don't have to enjoy the others i don't have to watch the other stuff like last night when i was watching SummerSlam, i was off and on on peacock i didn't want to watch drew mcintyre versus jenny mahal so i didn't watch it I didn't want to watch fucking um, the, the triple threat match between the women. I didn't watch it. And I didn't feel left out of anything. I can, if someone told me it was a great match, I'll go back and watch it. That's fine. But I didn't feel left out. But that's because of those two in particular. You know, but I didn't know people were making fun of him. I hope Tommy Dreamer finds him. I saw Tommy Dreamer on Instagram saying, hey, help me find this guy. He wants to get him free tickets because people were making fun of him. I don't know, man. That's freaking ridiculous. The fact that people, why wouldn't you cry? People were crying when Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship because he never thought he'd see a black, a black guy, not a guy who was half black, half Samoan, who was pushed as mainly Samoan, be the WWE Champion. You know, Kofi Kingston looks more like a regular person. The Rock is a god. <laughs> you know, um, no disrespect at all to Kofi or anyone who doesn't feels that way. But I don't. I didn't. That's a thing. This is why I enjoy someone like Brian Zane who with wrestling regret. Like what you like, don't be a dick. This this guy bought a ticket because he was on the hopium that Punk was gonna be there. And Punk was there. I could I you know, if I ever see the guy, I'm have I'm gonna buy my beer, you know. Um anyways. It happened. He's there, he talked. I thought everything he said, I I I'm happy he didn't apologize for him. I'm happy he just said, Look here, I need I need to get healthy. Then I love the fact that he acknowledged the chance that I've been hearing it for seven years. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy that he actually, even though he didn't say these words, he essentially said, I appreciate you guys never forgetting me. You know, and, and, and um, look, I'm happy. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the match with Darby Allen at All Out. I'm looking forward to seeing what his future is. But obviously, they're going to make him champion one day. It's, it's, we're long away from that. But... He's, I'm pretty sure he's going to be wrestling people like Will Ospreay. Can you imagine when those two freaking touch? It's going to be amazing. That forbidden door is open. I know Tanahashi just got pulled, but dude, with Hibushi getting COVID, someone else in New Japan got COVID, they can't afford for Tanahashi to come over here, do all out with Moxley, then have to fly, and, and I believe because Tokyo is still in the state of emergency, they still have to quarantine for two weeks. They still have a huge show in Japan. That's their priority. As much as they want to have forbidden doors open and everything, that is their priority. So I completely agree with that. But whenever this whole thing blows over, which it's it's soon, we need more patience. We're not shutting back down, but this will be soon. Just be more patient. Um... It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be... It, one, it's a hell of a time to be a wrestler. I got... Goo- I, I was out doing some other shit. I got goosebumps during this whole thing. I thought it was perfect. I love he called, how he called Darby Allen out. Love how, I loved everything about it. I didn't watch the rest of Rampage. I did not. That's the only reason I tuned in. Uh, to, to be a part of the moment in my own way, I guess. But I'm looking forward to everything. I just text figure four photos, too. I was like... I'm never for having doubles, right? And if I have an action figure of you and it's autographed, I don't need another one, right? Like, I've said this before on the show, I think. And me, when I randomly got that CM Punk 
uh, action figure at C2E2. They said, oh, I got this. Now I can get autograph. I didn't need, I don't need them. But I said, you know what? They got me. AEW has me. These freaking people have me. I'm all for getting a Dan- Brian Danielson AEW figure and a CM Punk figure. It's just going to be, why, be a part of the moment. Enjoy. It's 20 bucks, right? Um, but I enjoyed it. This was the perfect way to do it. This reaction was, I know, and I, first of all, I know Roman Reigns said he was never, Roman Reigns is just saying that because he's holding the shield for the company, people. He doesn't believe that. He was always over. Um, his style will fit perfectly in AEW. And I am very curious to know what the future holds for Adam Cole. As I record this, TakeOver 36 has not happened. It has not happened. Um, I will not be doing a review on it. I have a, I got, I had a whole situation happen this weekend. I have to focus on that this week. So this show, this show will be recorded today. Then Wednesday, Wednesday show is already recorded and, be, and uploaded. It will be uploaded with this one. Um, however... I don't know. Like I said, if Cole wins, he's staying with the company. I don't see him winning tonight, though. But anyways, I'm curious to see. Because now the rumor is there is three people. Brian Danielson's one of them. CM Punk was the other one. Is a third acquisition, acquisition that is a huge acquisition. I can't. I know Bray Wyatt was supposedly at Rampage. I don't know who else it could be, though. You know, but... We will soon find out, and I don't want to ruin a surprise for myself. So I'm super excited about that. Anyways, that was one of the things I want to talk about. We can also talk about uh, MJF has now gotten the ultimate rub from Jericho. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of 2005 when Triple H, Batista was getting over, and Batista was getting over with the crowd. And then Triple H lost to him in three straight matches, and Actually, fun fact here, Batista's the first person to ever defeat Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match. He was undefeated up at that point, but Triple H had put him over and gave him the rub in a heavy way before Batista moved to SmackDown. Um, to me, that's, that's what this reminds me of. With Jericho tapping out, to, to the surprise of everyone, pretty much, I thought I thought Jericho was going to lose. I really did think he was going to lose. I know he's going to lose like that until he just kept putting the salt to the earth on, and I was like, no, he's going to tap, you know, and... Um, I don't know where Jericho goes from here. I don't even know where MJF goes. I'm assuming MJF eventually just moves on. But I mean, like, I don't know where they go. I don't, because all these things I'm expecting for All Out. Like, I'm still expecting Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express, to win those tag team titles in that steel cage versus the Young Bucks at All Out, you know. And now we also now know our main event for All Out. It will not be Omega versus Christian. It will be Punk and Allen. That will headline the show. And it should. Um, cause nothing will be able to go on, on after that. Um, but that's what Jericho did for MJF to me. So that, that's why I'm very curious to see where Jericho goes from here as well. Um, we're not going to talk about Raw or SmackDown. We're just going to get right to SummerSlam. Um, and get my thoughts on it. I thought it was a very weak show. I thought the surprises they had obviously were... The response to the punk, the punk um, move. Um, but where do we start? Where do we start? Okay, we can start with RK Bro winning the tag team titles, which we all saw coming. Which I think it's the right move. I also think it's time for AJ Styles to become go back to singles ranks. I would love to have him see him get one more run with the world title. He deserves it. Um, 
he still has it. He, I mean, he's never lost it. But I mean, just seeing what him, him doing the the moonsault to the stinger splash, just like reminds you of how good he is. You know, um, I Charlotte Flair has a world title again. If you're still mad about this, you need to get over it. You just this is their thing. This is just they what they want to do. It's okay. It's what they see. It's their it's Vince's vision. I don't get it. I don't get why you take three title reigns away from her just to add two more title reigns. Very strange. But at the same time, was the, the whole Nikki ASH thing was weird. Uh, it was. It's still weird. I get it's going to probably sell a bunch of toys. Um, I'm not buying one of those toys, but I I, I get it. Uh, but anyways, um, what else we talk about? Uh, Goldberg Lashley. Uh, it's what I thought it was going to be, except the end where Lashley put the hurt lock on a 14-year-old, which is, one, hilarious. Then, two, uh, they are setting up for another match. And I'm assuming that's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. Who cares? Um, Edge versus Rollins stole the show. Great match. Um, fun match. Becky Lynch coming back. Now, these are two things we're going to talk about here most. And then we're going to end the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was trying to build up, but it's like, let's just talk about it, right? So, they knew apparently for eight days that Sasha Banks was not going to be there, according to Dave Meltzer. So, I'm sitting there, and I remember I seen Sean Ross Sapp. Like, I'm like reading all this stuff yesterday, and I'm like, oh, Sasha's not going to be there. Okay, cool. But they're still promoting him. Like, that's weird. Maybe they're wrong. You know, it's Sean Ross Sapp is really good with his sources, really good with reporting. So I'm like, mm, it's weird. All of a sudden, Bianca comes out. They're still promoting this match. And all of a sudden, no, she can't compete. I'm like, why would you do that? That just, I don't get it, whatever. So then they send Carmella out. So then I immediately turn, turn Peacock off. And then it was like maybe a minute or two later. And I've forgotten how long the runway was to Legion Stadium. So I just cut Peacock back on. And she was still there. And that's when you hear the Becky Lynch music hit. I said, okay, that's cool. This was clearly in response to Punk. Because, yeah, because apparently she wasn't even supposed to come back until, I think... October, so but she was been she's been ready for a while now. So, anyways, um, it was clearly in response to that, um, which is fine. Um, she kicked Carmella, beat her up, said I'll be right back. Came out, challenged Bianca, and then proceeded to give her the rock bottom manhandle slam for the win. And that was cool, I guess. It was really strange they did that to Bianca. I'm going to assume they're turning her heel and that this will be the, the start of a heel turn. Um, yeah. I, my first thought is weird. My second thought is this is this is concept a trilogy, obviously. This wasn't really much of a match. Um, however, um, I didn't think they needed to do the Kofi treatment to, to Bianca, though. I don't think they really need to do that. You know, um, just really weird, 
really, 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 really weird, you know, and um, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch because you're kind of sitting there like, why? You know, um, that's why I'm kind of struggling for the words. I have a lot more to say on the whole surprise at the end of the show. But this one, I'm kind of, um, there's this, there's, I think it's a song, it's like, things that make you go, hmm. That's one of these things. I'm just like, man, that's just freaking weird, man. You, 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 you dig what I'm saying? Um, but you know what? She never lost the title. Now she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. She she left. She re, she relinquished the Raw Women's title. Now she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. Well, we'll see where she goes from here. I, she definitely got a few boos after that, you know. Um, but whatever. Anyways, let's get to the main event. Cena Reigns. I know some people didn't like the beginning of the match, but I think the point of the beginning of the match was to show Cena was was like not able to hang with the Tribal Chief. He was just trying to get three to prove that, hey, I don't need to beat you down. I have nothing to prove to anyone anymore. But I think that was the point of it was Reigns was like, no, you need to be on my level to beat me. You're not going to surprise me with a three count. You need to use your five moves of doom or whatever to beat me. Which I So that's how I kind of took the psychology of it to me. I enjoyed the match, you know. I can understand if you didn't enjoy the beginning of the match. I completely understand that. But how I took it was from their promos, it was Cena saying, I ain't got to fight no more. All I got to do is pin you, and I will be a 17-time world champion. I loved how they did the Super Mario theme on Cena's shirt. For a second, I almost picked up my phone and said, WWEshop.com. But I said, no, I can't do that. Um, I just don't wear wrestling shirts anymore. Um, however, it was still a cool shirt. How they showed all the years he won world titles and stuff like that. Um, I, I, obviously, as the, the match picked up, you've seen the AA through the table. The, a, the super AA, which only AJ Styles has kicked out of. Uh, and it was at SummerSlam a few years ago. So, there you go. Fun fact there. Um, but then... Cena made the same mistake, ironically, they made with another Samoan when he decided to mock The Rock at WrestleMania 28. And he did the whole people's elbow thing. And he got rock bottom and pin. He looked at Rain, said, You need to be humbled. And did the ooh Got kicked, Superman punch, one spear. I loved that. I loved that. One spear. Spear three count. And you gotta remember, Cena doesn't even have his ring legs under him. You know, this is his first televised match in a very long time. I, I don't know if he's wrestling any more matches, but um Yeah, th- this was good for what it was. I enjoyed it. Um and then all of a sudden Brock Lesnar's music hits, people go crazy. Brock comes out, Paul Heyman sells this, like, oh my god, I he kept saying, I know him, I know him. He was like, no, no, not right now, not right now, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, but I said this immediately, and I just, I just seen the text from Roman, or the Twitter from uh, Roman Reigns, but I said this last night when I messaged Jonathan Nestor, I said, Reigns is just going to run the gauntlet now. Like, he's literally being solidified as the face of the company. Like, he's, he's he, this is, if they can get the Rock for WrestleMania. Supposedly he's going to be at Survivor Series to start the program. Which is where this match may very well happen. It may happen in Saudi Arabia too. Arabia too. But I mean, 
And I don't see Paul Heyman turning on Rock. I really don't. I mean, on uh, ranks. I don't see it. I just, I, I, it can happen. I, I think it's foolish. I, I think it's better to keep those two together for his heel run um, until that's over. But to me, once I saw Lesnar come out, and then, by the way, Reigns tweeted today, he inevitably, inevitably, I can't say that word easily, I guess, they all come up to acknowledge that's all this is, is him running the gauntlet. Keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep feeding him. And you still have people like Finn Balor in the wings. They're, they're, I don't know if Big E's going to actually cash in on him. I, I get the feeling more and more that Big E's cashing in on Bobby Lashley. That's the feeling I get, is that Big E is cashing in on Bobby Lashley, not Reigns. But in that match with, Re- with Rock, does not need a title. But it makes it more special if Reigns has this ridiculous world title run. Because it's going to be a year next week. Of a Universal Championship run. It would be even more special if he has that belt at WrestleMania next year in Dallas. Him, The Rock, main event, bloodline, acknowledge me. Rock gets on his knees after he loses. Handsome the Universal. He, he acknowledges that he is the face of the company. He's just running the gauntlet at this point. And it's a completely different dynamic. Lesnar's going to be the face here. And I'm sure Paul Heyman's going to be in the middle trying to make sure that both guys do not want to fight. But Reigns is going to want to be acknowledged. Hey, you were the man for a while. It's my time now. So I'm looking forward to this. To me, this return was dealt a lot better than it was with um, Becky. But no return was dealt better than Punk. To me, it's probably the best return in history of the business. And that's that's like when you listen to a new album. It's a classic. It's like, no, it's not. It's still too early, you dumb fuck. Um, it's early, but I'm, I'm willing to go on a limb and say 10 years from now, I'm still going to feel that way, personally. Um but no, overall, this was a bad show. Overall, this was, <laughs> this was not a good show. Um, I did like that Damian Priest won the United States Championship. I was watching the, the review from Solomonster. Shout out to Solomonster uh, Sounds Off. And he said that, he said something that surprised me. He said, in his opinion, Damian Priest will be a universal or a world champ or WWE champion. I'm happy he said that because I really like Damian Priest. And I really want to see him on that level one day. I really do. But this was the start, him winning the United States Championship. So... Anyways, to overall, it was a great week, and this is a great time to be a fan. We have All Out in a couple weeks. We have the Arthur Ashe Show in a couple weeks. Um, This is going to be fun to watch, and I am all here for it. So, anyways, that is your show. I had to cut it short. I'm in a little bit of pain. Uh, Kind of, kind of. I'll talk about it another day, but um, cut cut it short. I just want to. I did want to have a Monday show. I did not want to lose a Monday show. Um, But anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed whatever you guys liked, whether it was CM Punk's return, SummerSlam, TakeOver 36. I'm watching TakeOver 36 tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. So that is your show. I am This Little Chemical. I will see you guys, or you guys will hear me on Wednesday with Nico as we talk about Volume 1 of Credit Criminal. We out.